This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Uh, welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. So today I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Andrew Phelps. Andrew, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Well, before you tell me what you are doing today, if you would, could you tell me what you want to be when you grew up? When I, uh, when I was small, I wanted to be a, a military pilot, a fighter pilot when I grew up. Oh, that's really cool. So how did that manifest itself? Did you know somebody... Uh, that was a pilot. Did you have some cool little toy jets or how did that come about? I had tons of airplane toys. When I was about five or six, I became absolutely obsessed with all things aviation. Just became fascinated that people could fly and airplanes were the coolest way to do it, in my opinion. So tell me, are you a pilot today? I'm not, but it's on my bucket list. Definitely one of my life goals. Oh, that's really cool. Okay. Well, if you would, tell us what do you do today and kind of take us from that time that you wanted to be a uh, fighter pilot to kind of today, like your career path. Absolutely. So today I'm a user experience designer, and that's a title that means I'm a designer that uh, designs apps and software and websites, anything that people interact with on a screen. So we have engineers and developers who write all the code that makes apps and websites work on the computer. But a designer's job is to think about how a person, a user, experiences that software. So where you put each feature, where buttons go, how it looks, how it feels, what makes it fun to use, all those things. Wow, that's really amazing. Because, And I see that being so crucial in today's environment. Even the best apps or the best websites or the best this or the best that, there's always seems to be like some little aspect I wish was a little bit friendlier to the user. So I can only imagine the ones that don't have your expertise that have a lot of challenges for the user, right? That's probably pretty common. It's very common. There's definitely more bad than good. The beautiful thing about it is that uh, anyone can make a, a great website, app, or product if they you know, use the process of design, which is about problem solving and identifying problems, identifying solutions, and continuing to iterate to make something better and better. Right. Okay. Well, now, how did the interest in that start? Obviously, you started wanting to be a fighter pilot, and you are not doing that today. So what happened? What changed uh, your career path? Well, I really was always a very creative person. I loved to draw and uh, craft when I was a kid. I made a lot of models, played um, games on the tabletop that required a lot of models, and I also loved Legos. I spent a huge amount oh, of time yeah. <laughs> playing Legos and uh, using other building toys. And I think uh, deeply rooted inside me is the need to build and create. And um, uh, becoming a designer was a natural path from that because I was interested in becoming an industrial designer, which is someone who designs furniture and all the things we have in our world, uh, basically the architect of stuff. And I ended up going to school at the University of Arizona in Tucson, and they did not have an industrial design program. They did have a graphic design program, and I became fascinated with graphic design, which is the design of how things look and feel in print and in communication, and using design to communicate 
and user experience design, what I do today is kind of a very technical uh, niche piece of graphic design. Okay. So now did you start this pursuit in high school? Did it take flight in college when you had to make that kind of change, pivot to what was available? Uh, Yeah, I'd say the change happened in college. So the big change for me in not becoming a fighter pilot was I came to the conclusion that I did not want to join the military. I was I have a, a ton of respect for the people who serve in our military, um, but I made the decision for myself uh, after meeting recruiters that it wasn't the best path for me. I was very nervous that I was committing myself to something that I wasn't sure about for years and years and years. And I'm also a very independent and free person. And I was worried that a life in the military would, would not provide enough freedom for me to be uh, mentally happy and healthy. So when I made the decision not to join the military, I decided to go to college. It was something that was very important to my parents. And when I went to college, I did some ex- exploration of what do I want to be. And one of the people I met uh, at the University of Arizona was my mentor, uh, Jackson Boltz. And he is such a passionate person who was such an advocate for design and living a life that um, you enjoy. It was kind of infectious and it put me on that path. Wow. Okay. So now walk me through your graduate from college. You know, did you get a job in that field immediately? Did you have to do some internships to get your foot in the door? What was your path once you had your degree and you were pursuing that career path? So once I had my degree, I started doing freelance design. So just being hired by individuals or companies to do their small design projects for them. And uh, I moved back in with my parents because I could not afford to pay the bills doing that. But after almost a year, I was able to get enough business going to support myself. So moved into a small shared apartment and kept growing my business. And um, I learned a lot along the way, almost entirely self-taught on the technical end of things. My education was uh, a great design education about the foundations of design and uh, design thinking and problem solving. But the technical aspects of software and user experience design, I learned pretty much on the job. Wow, that's amazing. So what is your business today and what kind of folks are your clients? Today, I run a studio called User 10. So we're a user experience and user interface design studio. And we help businesses and organizations design their software, apps, websites, whatever they need. But our big focus is what our business is called software as a service companies. And those are companies that sell software online and charge for it like a subscription. And we specialize in helping them make their tools easy to use, but also fun to use. And our job is to make to make software that, one, meets a user's expectations, which means that when they log in, it does everything they want it to do as they expect it to do it. It, it does everything they expect it to do. And then the second is to exceed their expectations. What are the fun and interesting and sometimes surprising things that you can do that make a product, you know, an absolute pleasure to use? Right, right. Okay, so if you would, tell me, obviously, your end product, our website, and uh, apps. Is there any particular trend, especially in the app world, that you see taking off now? I know when, what was it, the Nintendo Go came out, that was like such a big deal because you were doing, was it Geo syncing or something? Uh, is there something like that that you see as a future trend in the app world? Sure. So there's a lot of trends, in, but so many of the trends are based on the technology and what, what the market is ready for. So uh, over the past 10 years, we've seen native apps, which means an app that you download on your iPhone or your Android, become less and less popular as the mobile web gets faster and faster and better and better. So it used to be that you had to install these apps on your phone, 
and they would only hit the network, the internet, to get the data, the data they needed in order to run smoothly. Now the internet is so fast, and the wireless internet is so fast, and uh, 5G networks are so fast that it's less and less important for an app to be a native app installed on your phone. And so mobile websites and mobile user experiences based on the web are getting more and more popular as those technologies improve and the connection speeds get faster and faster. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's something I would not have expected to be your answer. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Wow. Okay. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by career cluster. So Andrew, we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which was a fighter pilot. And what you do today, which is not a fighter pilot, but you hope to get your pilot's license in the near future. So looking back on your career, what would you do differently? I think I would have sought a mentorship earlier in my career. So I started out working on my own, and I think there was a ton of value that I got in trying to start my business and learning on the job. But I think I could have had a better balance between teaching myself things and learning on the job and looking outside to mentorship or education. So So I think both forms of education are valuable, and I think that real-world experience is the most valuable, but I think I actually put too much focus on learning on the job and not enough focus on finding mentors that could help coach me and counsel me through my early career. You know, that's really great advice, and I've heard that more and more. You know, having an internship, whether in high school or in college, to get your foot in the door or just to understand what that job is really all about, and it also tends to show you other aspects to maybe the same company or the same industry that might really intrigue you. You know, you might not like A, but you really like B. So now, did you find those opportunities weren't there? Or did you just not grasp onto them when they were presented to you? You know, working as a freelancer online is a pretty solitary experience. So <laughs> I didn't look very hard. I think one, I wasn't very aware of what was actually out there. Two, I didn't look very hard. And three, I'm sure that some of my um, insecurity early in my career, you know, not feeling I was good enough or, you know, not not being sure that if I reached out to someone, they'd be interested in helping. But I found over the course of my career that a lot of people are willing to help you if you just ask. Yeah, I totally agree. And I probably suffered from the same kind of fears you had as well. Like, oh, well, they actually say yes. You know, there's a slight fear of rejection involved with asking. So yeah, that's very interesting. Well, now let's talk to the student who would like to do what you do. So define it as you will. What advice would you give them? Is there a typical career path to what you do? That's a great question. And I'm probably not the best person to answer it. So as I mentioned, my career, uh, or I'm sorry, my educational career was not in user experience design. It was more a foundational design program. I think the people I've found in my career who are the most talented and passionate are the folks who started either designing or writing code long before it ever became a job. They thought it was fun to, to make some t-shirts or push things around on a screen and you know started doing things for fun in teenage or early 20s years. Now, that's That's not to say you have to do that to be a successful designer or developer, but I found that the people who succeed the most in this career are the people who love being creative and are the people who would be doing creative things uh, even if it weren't their job. Because the reality is that it can be very difficult to come up with good ideas and most of your ideas are thrown away in the process. So it can be a a mentally and emotionally exhausting thing and the people who succeed at it uh, have a lot of practice with um, that sort of exhaustion and rejection uh, because they know that when one of your ideas is you and executed and produces all these results for a business or or an organization, it's incredibly rewarding. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a really interesting comment you made there because it kind of goes to one of my previous guests said, yeah, my dad told me to do what you love because you're going to do it anyways, you know, like make it a career if you can. And it sounds like that's kind of like the folks that start so early, they find a love for coding or whatever, and uh, they find real success in transitioning that into a role. Would you agree? I would agree. I think it's I think it's a little bit more complex than that. I definitely know people who started out as designers, but have changed careers because they didn't like how having it as a career destroyed their enthusiasm for their creativity. So I think it's something that you have to navigate as an individual and make sure that the the career part of it doesn't destroy what makes it special to you. That's a great call out because I've had someone give me that advice in the past as well. It's like, well, if you do what you love, you might not love it anymore. <laughs> so there is a fine line there for sure. Well, cool. Now, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? Well, we have tons of projects we're excited about, but one of the most fun is a, a text-based adventure game called Mythion Adventures. And you play on your iPhone you, or your Android. You can get with your friends and you play through a choose-your-own-adventure style story. Uh, making decisions about what the characters in the story do. Oh, that's really cool. That goes to like some old school kind of gameplay that I had growing up, which is, you know, depends on what your decisions are. It depends on what happens to you, right? Exactly. And then you can, uh, you know, replay it and make different decisions and basically explore the story, all the different ways it could play out. Oh, that's awesome. Well, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Um, you can visit our website, user10.com, user10.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your career journey with us today, Andrew. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at Greg Stanley LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.